This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Back to you is up next, but first take a listen to this other fine OPI show. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Terminated by DirecTV and God. Jenkins and a GPS whoopsie. My brush with monkey Michael Nesmith. And our interview with Field of Dreams actor Dwyer Brown. He was John Kinsella. I know. Yeah, you don't want to miss it because <laughs> anyone who loves that movie is going to want to hear Hug that. And unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. Tony Lasano Podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Radiomisfits.com. The following is a Tony Lasano Podcast, an OPI show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Back to You with Howard Sudbury, me, and him. Steve Baskerville. Steve, are you there? You do, the, you do these intros all wrong. What's with you? You suppose the etiquette is to say my name first, I respond, and then you say your name. What do I have to hear with me, Howard Sudbury? Well, here's Goodness. here's the deal. And, and it, here's the deal. What? If you don't like what? the way it goes, then why don't you do it? You can take the lead. <laughs> you know what I love as what? people hear this. They go, uh oh, this the things are falling apart over there. Uh oh. Yep, the shit's going this wrong. Could, this this could be the last one, but they don't realize this is the way we are all the time. Yes. Now, uh, I cannot wait. Now, this is just another inconvenient aspect of the pandemic, all the, as horrific as it is. If people knew what it took for us to make this happen, because we are not the most uh, uh, science. Scientific uh, engineer type guys to be fiddling with all this equipment we have in our different homes. So it's it's a wonder we get this thing done. Oh, it is, right? And they, they don't care, but uh, no, they, don't. If they and, knew and they shouldn't care that we've already recorded like twenty minutes of show and then we started all over again. But see, I, but but the people are probably like I am. I'm complaining about everything. Nothing is right now. I'm just tired of the whole thing. I'm tired of quarantining, like, you know, self, not quarantining, but just making myself unavailable to many situations. I want to keep a lid on how much exposure I give myself to other folks. So I don't do a lot of the things I used to do. I'm not shopping. I'm not going in a restaurant and eating. I'm not thinking about going to a movie. I think they're open now. I won't go near a gym. You know, there are a whole lot of things that are so limiting. So I, it just has me in a mood for constant complaining. And my number one complaint is the whole mask situation. I wish some rich guy would get get in a plane, his own personal jet or plane, and just from start in Washington State and fly all the way to Maine and along the way just drop air, just drop masks. Just drop, just flood the country with masks. Yeah. And just have so everybody can just reinforce the fact that you gotta put a mask on. And then we have some kind of patrol, not not the police with guns, but some form of the department that's friendlier. And they go around in, in their vehicles and they check you to see if you got your mask and just reinforce the fact that you've got to put a mask on. When are people gonna understand that? It's not that hard. Uh, I've talked uh, about uh, sacrifices that people have made in their lives, you know, before us, all the hell they went through, pandemics, wars, all this, and all we're being asked to do is put a mask on when you go into your Whole Foods to buy your organic food that costs too much. That's all. That's all. It's not that hard. Evidently, it is. Evidently, can't it do is. it because so they're taking I, our liberties away. Yeah, that's crazy shit. Uh, well, Steve, one thing that one one thing they're not taking away is the ability to have some fun here and there, and that's what I hope today's going to be about. Yeah, it's going to be fun because it always is when you have somebody like our guest today, comedian, actor, writer, producer. Uh, he's done so many things. He has a new comedy album. And it's available at Oakhead Records, oakhead.bandcamp.com. And it is called, Who the Hell is Dwayne Kennedy? 
I don't know who he is, who, Steve. Who, who the hell is that? He's I here. Love the title. I love it. Dwayne. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Can you hear me? Oh, I hear you great, man. You're perfect now. We had we had Good. those uh we, we had problems at first before we started recording this this version of the program. Do we call it hey, right. Dwayne? You've been on you've been on podcasts. I'm still. Do we call them programs? Do we call them shows? Do we? I don't even know what. I still don't know what podcasts are, and we've done about forty of these. But but yeah, I'm, yeah, show. I guess so. It, yeah. It's a show now because you you have uh, still found ways to express yourself and to get out there to the public because you've done uh, not only this new album that's out, but you've done shows like this right i mean in in zoom fashion or podcast fashion you still get yeah. your voice out there yeah i've done some podcasts and uh yeah some zoom shows i i, I actually uh don't mind those man because like i said i was um anything where i don't have to leave the house i'm good with you know <laughs> yes yes yeah and Important. and and yeah, and somewhere where you just have to distance yourself from people, uh, I'm, I'm with that. I was like I said, people, I was I was living a pandemic life before the pandemic, so <laughs> you know I'm I'm cool with that. Um, now, I was, now, are, are, oh, go ahead. Uh, no, no, I'm just gonna say, are you as fearful of people not wearing masks as I am? I am, man. I yes, I am, and I there was a time I was very wary and paranoid and then i uh sort of calmed down a little bit but now with the resurgence and everything yeah i'm very mindful of people not wearing masks or and i'm glad it's starting to become at least in stores where they're requiring you to wear a mask you know i was early on and i don't think people were taking it as seriously i was in the store man and, and this was like the the, the cashier uh, he didn't have on a mask or gloves, you know what I mean? Mm. It's like, oh boy, yeah. pants, yeah. pants, one zip. It was all messed <laughs> up, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, <laughs> this, this is a disaster. You know, can you That's catch it from this? Can you catch it from pants unzipped? <laughs> no, no, but 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 you know, I saw something pretty interesting. You know, they found that that it's in semen. It's in semen. Oh, Woo. Yes, so you can transmit the disease in uh, nice. you know a sexual relationship. <laughs> oh, I thought thought I'd lay that bit of knowledge on y'all, <laughs> but it, it, as it's if just... the news after as if the news hadn't been bad enough, Steve. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news. Right now, now uh, Dwayne, what do you think this means for the whole? relationship world i mean how are guys and women going to get together i mean i hadn't thought about this you know how are people going to relate to each other how are you going to even find somebody now you know in a situation like this well there's going to be a lot of uh video chatting and you know video conferencing and you know going to be a lot of uh online relationships and all that stuff that's what's happening i think um you know, you know what? In some ways, that might be for the best. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, man. You could how, how many times you actually gotten together with somebody and, and wish, oh boy, if, it, if this could just be a, if we could have some distance between us, this relationship would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might have you something know? there. You, yeah, yeah. yeah. I tell you what, I'm moving out of the house, and we'll just zoom. There you go. Yeah. There, there you go. Yeah. Dwayne has got something funny on his new album in particular. All of it's funny, but you know how you you remember certain elements of it. Dwayne was talking about how when you when you get in a relationship with the uh, with a young lady, and things are going well for about three or four weeks, then then they expect you to start checking in. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. yeah, man. Uh, you know, you find out things in a relationship. You find out what the rules are, what the expectations are. If you can live up to them, you know, usually I can't, but, um, yeah. But, you know, but, just, 
you can't you can't you, it's a team now you know you're a team you gotta yeah. you gotta think about the other person you can't just be hanging out or staying out or not calling yeah you gotta you gotta be checking in so like oh boy okay <laughs> yeah you try all right i'm gonna check in <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if, if I must, okay, you know, all right. And, and how how Howard can vouch for this? It never ends, man. I've been checking in for forty years. Yeah. Okay. That's uh. It, it never. It, it, Me too. <laughs> or checking out, checking out once in a while. <laughs> well, yeah. That's Maybe part of once it. Once in a while, you got to You got to check out once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, you know, at least at least somebody give give them a give them a day, give them a few hours, some check some checkout time. Now, has the has the way that we have to live right now? Um, does it? And you said you were sort of you were uh, an in house in stay at home sort of person before the pandemic. Do yeah. you think this? Do you think there's anything about it that you might continue once it's over? You know what? Like the vaccines here, everybody has access to it. We have declared the pandemic over. Do you think that any yeah. things that you might carry over into the post-pandemic world? You know, I'm kind of enjoying the mask thing, man. I might, uh, <laughs> I might keep rolling with that. You know, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe make it up. <laughs> maybe make it more for, for for style or something. Maybe maybe I switch it up to like a uh, and the gloves thing. I'm kind of cool with it. Maybe I switch up to maybe like French gloves and a Nixon mask or something. I don't know. <laughs> what up, Bob? Hey. Okay, I'm I'm on. I'm doing a podcast with some cats. Okay. This is my my nephew just walking down the street. This is, is my it? nephew Dave. I love it. Hello. <laughs> Put him on. <laughs> okay. All right, Bob. See, oh, I love it. This is, this is this is a bit of theater that that in the show that this thing is happening live. Yeah. As we, as we do it, that I like that element of this. I do too. Yeah, my nephew walking down the street, no gloves, no mask, just all young and youthful. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, unafraid and within six <laughs> right. feet of you. Right, 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 right. I almost, I almost uh, didn't say anything to him. I said, oh, wait, wait, he doesn't have any glove or mask on. I don't care if he is blood, but I couldn't do that. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. you can't. Well. That's the it's problem. Tough. It's tough. Try. It's tough trying to advise people. It's tough trying to remind people. I slip a lot in terms of. I'm not. I'm not used to constantly washing my hands and putting hand sanitizer on. I have to really stop and think about things like that. So it's hard to to keep the details of it together. Yeah. Well, um, for some people, and some people, man, are like. Uh, you know, the OCD folks is like, man, this is my time. This is my time to shine. I've been washing my hands, <laughs> I've been washing my hands 400 times a day since I was nine. You know, so. We're all in the habit yeah. now. It's going to be a long time, guys, unless the vaccine comes, before I want to hop on an airplane. And I want to travel. I'm sure you guys do, too. But, you know, I don't want to sit in a middle seat on Southwest and have people on either side of me coughing, and I think that's the worst know, situation, man. man. You know what? And that's so funny that you say that, Howard, because, like, I've, uh, not that there, there, there's a few shows that are starting to open up, live stand-up shows, but I have been reluctant to do them. Mm -hmm. And, um, but, now, you know, because I'm a, uh, a supervising producer on United Shades of America, and we're about to go back into production. And that's, you know, I, that's money I got to, you know, I got to take a chance, which, so we do a lot of flying on that show. We, you know, we go all over the country, and I'm thinking about, you know, and they're saying they're going to take all precautions, but I'm, you know, that gives me great pause. And, and that show that shows on CNN. I think I just saw a, a couple of days ago, where the new season starts in a couple of weeks. Like, yeah, like the night. Yeah, the nineteenth, July nineteenth. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, obviously, we shot all that stuff. Actually, 
we shot the last episode of that show. We shot, I think, maybe when when the, when was the pandemic started to be talked about? Maybe like the third, fourth week of February. Uh, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And if you if you re, if you recall when we got together last time, which was the last mm-hmm. time Howard and I were in a studio situation with the guest, you know, right across from us. Since then, mm-hmm. it's all been at home. That was about the thirteenth of March. It was the, it was okay. around that week. And before okay. that, before that, people were aware of the virus, but it didn't really hit home until that that week or so. Right. It didn't hit home because those who are purportedly, supposedly in charge just kind of blew it off mm. and just said it, it would disappear like magic. And the only thing that's been disappearing like magic have been the citizens. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the truth. I mean, I can't imagine yeah. being a leader, a so-called leader, and you don't listen to medical experts. I mean, how how arrogant can you be? That you don't listen to somebody that's been studying this stuff all your all his life. I know, man. I know. It's a, it's a. I talk about it almost every day, and it, but I'm a, I'm astounded, um, every day, that the fact that this cat, that anybody would listen to him, I that you know forget him, he's a lunatic. Donald Trump is a lunatic. Okay, fine, but it's all the lunatic enablers. That astound me. Like, why do you listen to even? Okay, say you you listen to him and you you know you were following whatever. At the point somebody tells you to drink bleach, yeah, to cure, yeah. don't you say, yeah. don't you say at that point? You know what? Yes. Maybe I better stop listening to this guy. Maybe he's not the guy. <laughs> yes, you know you are right. Yeah, how do you at at that point? I you know. Given everything else, just the benefit. Okay, you like him, whatever it is, the message, this and that. But at the point, somebody it, like you cast a cool with me and everything. If either one of you recommended that I drink bleach, then this interview is over. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I'm yeah. off this ride at that point. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm sure it's hit, it, it's got to be. It, All right, Bob. It's got to be major. Did he come back? Was that him again? Yeah, he's, was that your nephew? Oh, he's going yeah. back home. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a cool trip. That was a, that was a short trip he made. Now, yeah. um, it, it what um, what amazes me about um, Donald Trump is that uh, he is constantly giving us misinformation and at the same time agitating everybody, keeping yeah. people riled up, keeping people riled yeah. up. It's a that, yeah, he's an instigator and a provocateur and a whatever. Somebody, remember when he first got elected and all these psychiatrists and psychologists were analyzing him and some people took issue with that because they say you're not supposed to diagnose a person who's not your patient. You know, But somebody said, and I thought it was such a great assessment of him, is that he might be considered a person who clinically has like antisocial personality disorder. And that mm-hmm. seems to be sum him up perfectly he you know uh, or, or whatever malignant narcissist pathological liar take your choice of malady you know yeah. sure he's got and, them I, all. and i can't and i can't wait till that book comes out next week or is released oh next week. man yeah Her, his niece's book the niece. Yeah, I, I was yeah I, I that looks that that book seems compelling you, I, you know she was she said that it's interesting now she was talking about the way that his his dad raised him and almost he, you know, he groomed him to be a, a sociopath, you know, because his father seemed like he probably was a sociopath. Certainly his mm-hmm. father was a racist, you know, nothing else, you know. Didn't they catch, mm-hmm. didn't they catch his dad at a Klan meeting? Uh, I mm. believe they did. And then, yeah. and then yeah. the whole thing with their, their so-called business model with the dad starting with the apartments and, you know, um, prejudice against people of color and screwing them and uh, all kinds of all kinds of shit it goes on and on and on and on but you know the thing that amazes me is that no matter how many books are written no matter how much stuff comes out you hear the words out of his own mouth drink bleach inject sunlight all this crazy crazy stuff that there's still 30 percent of the people that say that's my guy 
Yeah. You know, I mean, come on. I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but God. Yeah. Other than that, he's all right. Yeah. You know what I I think, man? And, I mean, I don't know how you all feel, but I think some of that is because, and I'll even include myself, I think a lot of people sometimes feel like they're, they're frauds. You know what I mean? Or they're not worthy. Mm-hmm. They're like, or they look at him like, this is a cat that's not really qualified, but can just bluster and bully and will himself into this position. And I think people empathize, like, empathize with that. Like, you know, I'm not really the most skillful or knowledgeable person, but with enough bluster yeah. and, and moxie, you can make it in this world. You can just yeah. bullshit your way and lie your way into anything. And I like that about it. It's not so much what I say; it's how I say it. Yeah, and how yeah. how I how I say it is going to get me over. Yeah, but, exactly. What? Yeah, man. Like he was, I think he was saying in one interview or one of his speeches or something. He said something about that Trump said something about as long as you have confidence, and I think that's the essence of it. Or you 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 portray yourself to have confidence. I think a lot of people just identify with that. I mean, to some degree, I do. You know. Yeah, yeah, but then, but then when you look at the flip side of all of that, and what and what makes you uh, feel so angered about it and anxious for change is that you realize, well, this behavior is is from a guy who's actually killing people now. Yeah, His behavior yeah. is killing yeah. people. It is absolutely. And uh, we we all have to. The change is urgent. That's why everybody's in the people are in the street day after day protesting the need to I mean, I have never seen anything like these uh, the protests, man, and and living through the 60s and reacting to certain things that have happened across the country from from assassination to Rodney King to to other um, sort of uh, messes that would occur in big cities. Nothing has happened to you know, galvanize a world like this. I mean, it, it, right. And, and this is a time when we need some sense of a president with decency or, or knows how to, knows how to do the job. This is the worst guy for the, for the worst of times. You know what? I think he is, but I think in some ways he's the best guy in the sense that he really crystallizes the people who didn't mm. think that, that, there was racism or, you know I mean, that people could be as mm-hmm. racist as they are. You know, when you have all these caretakers and presidents who, you know, are, are acting traditional ways with a traditional stately comportment and diplomacy, that it's comforting, but sometimes it helps to maintain the status quo. And underneath, you know, all that veneer, man, there's a lot that's wrong, you know, racially mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. The gender that just kept going on and on. Donald Trump, to his credit, maybe not even deliberately, he's blatant about things. You know, he doesn't, like I said, he keeps all that stuff that's usually kept on the inside, he speaks on the outside, you know? Yeah, people yeah, can see. yeah. Yeah, and I think it's the, uh, the confluence of Donald Trump, the pandemic, and no sport. Led and and then and then a, a flashpoint with George Floyd being murdered and being it being filmed. Those things almost had to all happen so that you get such a social upheaval and a significant social change, like you said, Stephen, a way you've never seen it before. Because one thing, there's no sports on television, nothing else for people to focus on but revolution. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, well, anyway. I, I just hope I, I just hope that enough people are realizing. See, what what I hope too is that those who say, "Well, I can't possibly vote for Trump," and then they turn around and they don't vote for anybody. I think a vote right. for nobody for nobody is a vote for Trump. You got to vote for Biden. I mean, if yeah. you don't, if, that's my fear is that I don't want the voting to get messed up. I, I mean, that, right. that right. I'm already worried about that. Now, you know, I have a fear of people not having their votes count. 
I don't want that yeah. part of it being stolen. I know, man. I know. I think. Oh, that, uh, that's scary. They're gonna do everything they can. Yeah. But press the vote. Uh, well, yeah, press the vote and everything. But uh, here's the way I look at it, guys. And maybe it's just me being optimistic. Is that a lot of people didn't vote last time because they didn't like Hillary Clinton, and maybe they didn't think Trump was going to win. Yeah. Now I think they're. I think people are unified to vote against this man because for the moment in time any moment actually but during these terrible things that are going on he's the worst person in the world we could have ever had in charge he is absolutely bad he is like i said he's the worst person at the worst possible time but ironically he might be the person that mobilizes people to make significant and substantial changes in a way that maybe have never been made before. So, you know, maybe I would say <laughs> when those, those uh, evangelicals say that Trump was sent by God, but like, yeah, maybe so, just to show everybody what hell can be like. You know? <laughs> yeah. You're right. Uh, speaking yeah. of uh, evangelicals, uh, Dwayne, uh, are you a spiritual man? Well... I once was, I'll be honest with you, I don't, maybe the last few years, man, I don't really, I don't really believe in God anymore. I don't, you know, I'm not saying, of course, I don't know. And I would love to have something that, you know, prove me wrong. I'm not, you know, I'm not doggedly determined, but not really, you know. (laughs) Is the show over? uh, Uh, That's it now. Good night, everybody. Well, you know what? I, <laughs> hey, I, I, <laughs> I'm with I'm with you. Here's what I am. You know, people say they're faithful. Uh, I'm hopeful. I hope yeah. there's something there. Yeah. I hope that there's a man, you know, with a long beard and walking around in sandals up there that's going to greet me when this is all over. I, I I'm hopeful, but like you said, I don't know. So yeah. I don't I don't know what I am, man. Okay. Hey, that, look, all of this gives you uh, material, food for thought, you know, uh, wondering and pondering things and expressing that is all a part of what life's about, right? I mean, that's why we... Absolutely. Uh, you, you know, that's why it's it's interesting to hear from somebody like Dwayne when you hit the stage and you talk about what you observe, you know. Now, you're, yeah. now, uh, now when, when you... This album that you've got that's out, this new album, what I liked about it was that it would it just sounded like a performance. I mean, it didn't sound I like it when it was like the old Richard Pryor, Red Fox. I mean, other folks have, have dropped albums along the way, but what I liked about them is that they would just stand on stage, make their observation, and it happened to be recorded. Were you mindful of it being recorded or were you treating it as this is a set I'm doing? And, oh, by the way, they are recording this. It didn't seem to be, uh, it wasn't noticeable to me that you were making something special. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sounded, I mean, it sounded, sounded very It sounded very natural. Yes. I mean, I try to do that. That's, that's, I try to, I mean, that's my style. Just make it, keep it conversational. Yeah. Kind of keep it seemingly spontaneous. Some of it is spontaneous. Some of it is not. You know, that's the act. But, yeah, just to keep it. Keep it conversational and, and not not make it be robotic. You know, I don't like that. And it, it was good and bad because it was recorded over five nights, and the cat that was recording, he said it was hard to edit because sometimes when people record an album or, or a comedy special, they do the same set the exact same way every time, which it makes it easier to edit. You all know that. You all well, know. Well, well, wait a minute. You... I was not aware of that. You you, you mean it took five, it, it five separate nights that were part of this recording yes because it all it all sounded like what it sounded like one night to me yeah yeah yeah. i mean the cat uh aham oluo is the cat that the the sound engineer and one of the producers because he's great you know but he likes he likes to record a lot of shows so he can get the best of you know because there's there's things i might have said one night that i didn't say on any of the other shows you know so that's how that goes i mean there's certain things that I would say every time, but then in between that or in front of that, there would be stuff that I might have said once or twice 
or said it a different way. You know what I mean? So now when he was recording this, did he say, okay, Dwayne, don't even think about me. Just do your thing. Was it like that? Um, no, he didn't really have to do that. No, he just set up and said, have a good show, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When you're on, when you're on stage, uh, do you have notes on a stool uh, with bullet points, or do you remember the entire forty-five minute set from from top to bottom? You know, it depends on the show. A lot of times, I'll like if I'm at Zany's, I'll bring a notebook up there. Sometimes I'll look at it. Sometimes I won't. Sometimes, I mean, I think something at this point is almost like a habit. Like mom's neighbor used to come on with a. Did she have a purse or something? Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she used to have a a purse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my notebook <laughs> is like my purse. Well, see from and now, now and from now on, you have to have you, your your notebook will be replaced by your mask, right? Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, right. I might guess I might have to get some like I said, get some new different types of masks, man, uh, and then okay. come up like that. Come up or come up or come up on stage in a mixing mask. Hey, <laughs> come up on stage in a <laughs> come on. I might come on stage in a Trump mask, but uh, I might get run out of the run out of the building before I get a word out. Well, you it see, depends it, on it, depends on where you're playing. I guess you're right about that, Howard. You ain't kidding. I might. I I I, I could be. I right. I'd be treated like a king in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Republican governor. <laughs> you, know, you know what yeah. I happen to you know what I happen to think of where I'm sitting, man. I am two feet away from Alexa. And I, and I wonder if Alexa is is taking in more than I think she is when I'm you know uh oh, yeah. do you have do you have one of those uh, I mean I look at it sometimes and wonder because it's starting to greet me more now. Like if I'll, I'll say, "What's the temperature?" and it'll, and it'll say, uh, "It's eighty degrees and it's going to be ninety for a high." Have a nice Tuesday. Get and that mask. sounds like, wait a minute, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like she's becoming more and more friendly and more and more aware of my. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe I'm being paranoid, but you know. I think you're right, Steve. I mean, they're starting to gather information. You know, we're, I mean, we're all under surveillance, you know, with Alexa and your computers and your phones, you know. Yeah. We're all under surveillance, man. And that and that AI is just getting better and better, you know. Um, and so, I mean, yeah. do you believe that? Do you believe that? I mean, like, really, somebody is, you know, sitting with their legs up on the desk, eating the apple, listening to stuff? That we say, well, yeah, I believe that, but I believe at some point that they won't need a person on the on the sitting with their legs on the feet on the desk uh -huh. and the apple. You know what I mean? Because then uh, uh -huh. at some point the the machine will tell him he's fired. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, I'm not. You I'm not worried about it. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, but you're you're right. I mean, I've got. I've got my iPhone that is bringing you guys in that has a camera on it, and I'm in front of a yeah. desktop computer that has a camera on it, and we've got a microphone here. So, and I got a TV with a camera on it. Right. Yeah. I mean, what's the need for a TV to have a camera? And you've got Alexa. Yes. All that all that stuff is watching you, man. All of it. And somebody is information being gathered somehow, somewhere. You know, what they call what the cloud. The, the yeah, cloud was yeah. actually just a, 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 a warehouse in New Jersey. That's the cloud, you know. Yeah. Or, yeah, I've always wondered what what the cloud was. I always wondered yeah. about that. Yeah, the cloud is some uh, some some airport hangar at, at Quantico. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where everything that you've ever written, tweeted, Instagrammed, Facebooked, said, is there. Yes, duly noted. It ain't going away. Um, Look, see, listen. I hear that. See, they're coming yeah. for us. Yeah. There it is. Because we were right. talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Right on cue. Right on cue. Right. My, my ride is here. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if you've watched uh, Seinfeld, uh, comedian, 
comedians and cars having coffee, but uh, he was riding around with Jerry, uh, with uh, Chris Rock, and he was speeding. I think he was in like a vintage Lamborghini sports car, and Seinfeld was speeding. And uh, they passed a cop, and, and Chris Rock said, uh, there's a cop, uh, he's coming. And then Chris Rock said, if I wasn't with you, I'd be really scared right now. Yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah, and he was is... dead serious. It was funny, but he was dead serious. But but, but true. But true. You know, I'm thinking right. now, um, Dwayne, I have, Howard, you know this, I, my license expired in May, and I know that they have this, uh, you know, period of time where you can, uh, like a grace period until you get your license renewed. And, mm-hmm. and I'm still, and I, all I need is another reason to be stopped and to be a problem in the eyes of whoever stops me. If it, if yeah. it's the wrong, if it's the wrong person stopping me, but I've always, yeah. well, I have always, when, when my heart starts racing, whenever I'm in a position where the, I look in the rearview mirror and the cop is there. Cause you better have everything in order when that man yeah. comes up to the window. Yeah. Now, and I'll tell you this, I don't know how you feel about this. Um, Steve, is that my sense of my level of anxiety is determinant on where I'm at. Like if I'm, oh, yeah. in, the, if I'm in Chicago and the cops behind me, it depends right. on where in Chicago I am, you know, right. what time of day, those type of things. If I'm in the suburbs or a smaller town, my level of yeah. anxiety goes up because, you know, they're, they're more, you know, just because they got something to do, they're going to stop it. I remember uh, one time I did a show in Lincoln, Illinois. And it was like, you know, Southern Illinois. Mm-hmm. So show's over. I'm driving, I'm leaving, you know, tonight. I'm leaving. And I can't find directions. So I'm, I, so I, I'm trying to get out of town. So I pull into this gas station, and I notice this cop pulls in the gas station. You know, okay, fine, whatever. I get out, I go in and, and ask the cat, you know, how do I get out of Lincoln, Illinois? Um, I think as soon as he saw me, he offered me directions out of Lincoln, Illinois before <laughs> I even asked him. Right, right. Yeah. You got. You, I know you're leaving town, and make right, sure right, it right. stays. Make I, sure it stays that way. Yeah, make it quick. I, I think I, I, I think I just said, "Excuse me, sir," and he said, "Oh, would you like directions out of town?" <laughs> 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 yes, I would. You know. So yeah. So this this cop was at this park. Like the cop pulled in, almost saw me, pulled into the lot with me. When I come out of the out of the uh, gas station. Two other squad cars pull up, mm. and yeah. one of them is a one of them is a canine unit. Mm. Okay, hmm. so I get in. I'm driving this uh, Dodge Caravan, so I get in the ride. You know, check gives me directions out of town, and I I gladly accept them. And um, so I pull out, and now these cops fall in line behind me as they follow me right out the mm. out the, uh, mm. the park spot. I don't see. Like now, I got a procession. Like okay, now here we go, and I'm heading down the highway or down the street, and I'm getting every, I'm getting all my affairs in order. I'm getting my my mm. license in place. Yeah, put it where they can see me grab it. So fine. Yeah. So now three squads follow me, and sure enough, lights go on. They pull me over. Mm. Hey, uh, so what are you doing? Well, I'm just I just was you know. Stopped at the gas station to ask for directions out of town. I'm trying to endear <laughs> mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, I just wanted to let you know that uh, you got a headlight out, which I, you know, okay, fine. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the dog has to do with that, but all right. You know. Right. So yeah. now he's asking me, so where were you doing? Where were you, where were you in town? I said, well, I'm a comedian. Oh, comedian, huh? Do you do you know a guy named mm. Dr. Gonzo? And do you know I did? I said, really? yeah, I do know that cat. Man, his whole his whole demeanor thing—he got all friendly and affable. Yeah, his yeah, name is John, yeah. John, and I know that guy. I said, yeah, I, I did a show with him in Springfield one time. We just yeah. got to gabbing, and yeah, okay, well, just yeah. be careful, get that headlight taken care of. Thank huh. you. Yeah. I'm just thinking, yeah. what if I hadn't known Dr. Gandhi? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. You know, 
I've talked to I've talked about that with Howard. We've we've had conversations where, you know, I get stopped at night, even when I was you know working every night doing the newscast. You yeah. get stopped. You get stopped. It's midnight. I'm on a road that's off the the Edens and up in the northern suburbs. Uh, if, if I don't make it clear, if, uh, my hope is that he recognizes me from TV because if, yeah. if, if he didn't do that, man, who knows how things could turn out according to what frame of mind he's got or the type of, you know, cop that I'm yeah. running into. And that fear is always there. I don't care yeah. what you you've accomplished. And if we're lucky enough to have something to fall back on, that right. might soothe the situation, then you are right. But I think about all the guys that don't have that. I mean, a lot, you know, right. that's that's where these stories come from. You know, you just right. happen to be happen to be driving while black. Right. I know, man. So, I know. It just it's such a uh, so perilous that somebody could just literally have your life in their hands. You know. Yes. And if you just and just by virtue of depend on who that person is obviously if they just if, if you don't if you don't seem scared enough can be yeah. you know what i mean if you don't seem That's, like you're appropriately deferential enough or scared enough or whatever those things yeah. are you know yeah it can yeah. go south man yeah. yeah you're exactly right well things are changing yeah. That's, things are changing that's and the positive we'll, yeah yeah and i hope like you said, Howard, I'm hopeful. You know, we'll see what happens, man. I hope that because this is something no one's ever seen before, like change on a uh, uh, revolution and, and protest on this scale that involves protests that involves anti-blackness, but involves so many non-black people protesting on behalf of anti-blackness or yes. against anti-blackness. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and. Yeah. And they're getting some of the same treatment that 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 is part of the cause of the protest. They're getting punched yeah. in their stomachs. They're getting shoved to the ground. They're getting right. knocked in the head. And they're getting yeah. a taste of what this brutality is all about. Right, right, right. And so you so you stick up you you wanna <laughs> you wanna help out the blacks, huh? Well, here you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Here's a yeah. shot to the gut. Right. Or a pepper spray. Right. Yeah, but I mean, to their credit, man. I mean, well, again, and it'll only be borne out in time, as far as what, you know, because there, there's been instances before. You know, there've been riots before, there've been protests before, and there've been promises before, and then usually things just go back pretty much back to status quo. We'll see in yes. time if anything of substance and significance happens in a in a sustained way you know yes. and not not window dressing not okay now we uh we changed the the person on the cover of the pancake box no 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 right something where black people specifically black people have made significant economic inroads they have opportunity for economic advance so that's where it starts man it is you know you don't anyway it does yes you're does. right you're right and uh We've said the word several times, hopeful, and I think the ball's rolling, and I think it has yeah. too much momentum to to stop it and turn it around the other direction now. Hey, guys, it is halftime, or a little past halftime, so we're going to take a break. We'll be back on Back to You. On this week's Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, we talked to legendary television personality Bill Curtis. Can I guess what people ask you about the most? Anchorman. I knew it. I knew it. You're like this distinguished newsman with a 50-year career of excellence, right. and people right. are like, hey, exactly. remember that wacky movie that you were in? And I was scared that I had thrown it all away. Your appearance on our podcast is ruining <laughs> your right. career. <laughs> yeah. Nushaman Celebrity Interview on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. And friends and everyone at Opie Shows want you to make sure to wash your hands. And if you're still one of those people who don't wash their hands after they use the bathroom, please 
do that now? That's something you should have been doing anyway. I... Cover your mouth when you cough. Come on, people. And with that, we have a special message from actress, comedian, and fan favorite, Milana Vintrub. I just want to wish the people of Chicago a safe, warm, peaceful stay at home. Please stay healthy. Please help other people stay healthy by staying home. Stay safe, Chicago. Thanks, Milana. Thank you. Guys, seriously, you can save the world by sitting on your ass at home. You cannot afford to miss this opportunity. You won't get another one. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Stay home. You will be saving the world. We are back. This is Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. And comedian Dwayne Kennedy, who has been a guest on this podcast before. Dwayne, you didn't know that that, that we got you all day. This is an all-day podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, Howard (laughs) said halftime. Halftime was like an hour hour and 15 minutes into it. When I was at halftime, I was like, wow, I got nothing else. I'm out of material, and I've got nothing but material. You know what I want to do? I don't know if you guys have been fantasizing about this or wondering or or thinking about it. What do you think the first thing you're going to do on the day after the pandemic is over? We just realized the pandemic's over. You got your vaccine. Everybody is ready to do your thing. What do you think will be among the first things you want to do when you can get back to whatever you used to do? What do you think that is, Dwayne? I'll tell you the truth, Steve. I'm I'm pretty much doing the things I've always done. Uh, now I'm doing it with, with masks on and gloves, but I mean, I see the people I still, you know, see and, um, you know, I don't, I don't, oh, you know what? No, here's something. Okay. No, no, no. no. As I'm saying that. Okay. Maybe, maybe a restaurant or something. Maybe yeah. that. Maybe yeah. I'll go get, I'll go, I'd like to get sushi at this spot in New York that I like. I will do that. Yes. And and maybe yeah. I was going to say fly, but I might be flying even though it might not be this, you know, even before the pandemic is over. Cause that's just, that's my gig. But, uh, sushi in New York or Ethiopian food in LA. There's a spot in LA I like, so I'm trying to trying to make myself sound like a jet setter. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Coast to coast, Howard. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. Or or there's a little hamburger stand on Alpha Centauri that I like to get to. That uh, no. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but but yeah, but I get it. It's it's the simple things that you want to do. I mean, you know, you're not like uh, I can't wait to go to the Alps or I want to go to Rome or I want to do. I mean, it's getting back to some of the things that just make you feel good. I mean, I I want to yeah. roam through. A, I, I want to just stroll through a Best Buy and look at the new TVs. I mean, I miss oh, little yeah. things like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, go to the movies. I like going to the movies. Right. Yes. I yeah, don't know yeah. when that's going to well it's all going to come back when we get a, a vaccine but I'm kind of with Dwayne I'd like to I'd like to go into a restaurant and and sit there yeah. and have no fear and no mask on and uh just uh simple things in life you know that's been taken away from us Right right sit there with no sit there in the restaurant with no mask on until the bill comes then I put my mask on and, <laughs> <laughs> and head for the door um, who makes you laugh, Dwayne? Oh man, uh, I tell you who makes me laugh. Brian Regan is super funny. Yeah, I've seen him. Brian, he is. Yeah, man, that cat is funny. Wait, but I don't know. I don't know. Up. I don't know if I know him. Brian Regan. Regan. Oh, uh, Regan. Brian Regan. Yeah, Brian. Brian Regan. Yeah, pull him up. So I got to get the tank, I got to check him out. Yeah, he's funny, man. He is funny. Um, what else makes me? I mean, a, a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people make me laugh. I'm trying to not, it's, uh, you know, I got to put a list together because I know who makes me laugh until until somebody asks me that. Yeah. I can't think of anybody. Now, now, do you have do you ever get anything out of of looking or listening to the real old school comics? I saw. A documentary the other night that had Shecky Green, um, got a Shelley Berman, uh, Jack Carter. Jack Carter was this comedian from the 50s. Rodney yes. Dangerfield. I mean, uh, those guys, a, a lot of them were funnier 
than I realized as a kid when you'd see them on TV. They yeah. were they were they were pretty funny, and, yeah. and one and the and the funniest ones were the ones who would just observe stuff and tell a story. Except for Rodney Dangerfield, man, I love one-liners. One-liners yeah. make me laugh all the time. But yeah, but, but he that, was right. His, his one-liners were great, man. Woo! Had like yeah. a library full of them in his head. Yeah, yeah, when he was yeah, on the yeah. Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, um, you know that was uh, that's really where he exploded in popularity. Uh, have you seen Eight Forty Six with uh, Chappelle on YouTube, Dwayne? You know what? I, I was watching a little of that on Instagram the other day, and I I enjoyed it. I, it was compelling. You know, it wasn't that of it wasn't a laugh fest, but I, it was very yes. interesting. Yeah. Yes. And, and I like and, that uh, too, man. Yeah, I like that kind of comedy as well. You know, just commentary and just sometimes it, it, it's even beyond comedy, just uh, stand-up opinion, stand-up philosophy, stand-up whatever you're standing up doing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Communication. And you, find, and you can find some of the funny that's planted there, here and there, and yet yeah. still get that and yet still get that serious message that's coming across. You know, yeah. Which... Uh, have you you have you seen um, Sarah Cooper's stuff on TikTok? Oh man, She's, yeah, I love her. Yeah, that's been, I've never seen anybody do lip uh, sync that accurately, and also with the expression she puts into it. You know, it's just yes. it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Now, yeah. I saw an I saw an item come across one of these cable networks, MSNBC or CNN, where uh, the U.S. is thinking about banning TikTok. And oh. their, their their reasoning is because it's a Chinese app and, and we got issues with China. But I wonder if it's Sarah Cooper related. Because she, she is getting them every day. Every day. You know day. what, Steve? That's, that's <laughs> yeah. a- that's so funny you should say that, man. I was thinking the exact same. I, I read that headline this morning. I was thinking the exact same thing. That's yes, just because yes. of Sarah Cooper and the <laughs> yeah. egomaniac lunatic in charge, and she's roasting him, and now he's going to ban TikTok. That's all that is. That's all yes. it is. Yes. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> what was it? Um, um, uh, Twitter. Remember they put him yeah, in check, yes. and then now he's got issues with he's going to do ban whatever he's going to do regulate it. Exactly. Yeah, that's all yes. it is. He's a lunatic. He's a lunatic. He's a yes. lunatic. Yeah, let's yeah. call it for what it is. But it's so yeah, funny. Man. It's so funny what irritates him, and, and it's it's not the big things that irritate him. It's the it's just the little things. It, it, right. It's the jab. It's the jabs that get him. Yeah, and, and, and it's so funny that you know the classic bully. You know he can be cruel to anybody he wants to be cruel to. Say anything he right. wants to say to anybody, but you say right. cruel to him, and he falls apart. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's four. He's four years old. He's four years old. He is, <laughs> and then and then he had to go to Tulsa. And he had to do 15 minutes on how he baby stepped down that ramp at West Point. Yeah. And he has to drink water with two hands. Yeah. Yeah. You make yourself a big deal. That wasn't a big deal till you made it a deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he talks about it on and on and on and on in the middle of a pandemic and and, and yeah. uh, a shift in, in social values. Yeah, yeah. He showed everybody he can drink water with one hand. Okay, thanks. Good. All right, then. Yeah, now, so he doesn't want to get confident. him. Yeah, yeah, that's a leader. Yeah. That's my president. He can drink with one hand. So can my two-year-old granddaughter. That's my president. Dwayne, when you are uh, working on the Totally Biased show, mm-hmm. the uh, CNN show, are you? Uh, does that demand that you travel as, as well. Oh, okay. I mean, oh, oh, W. Kamau Bell? Yes. Do, yeah, do you have no, to travel? Yeah, I travel with him. Um, no, that show is uh, United States of America with W. Oh, Kamau. okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm on sorry. CNN. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's the one on CNN. Totally Bias was Totally Bias was the show that was on FX, and Totally Bias was a show that I got paid much more money on. Oh, well, you were well, you were you were performing on that show. 
as I recall, I was, right? Totally, I was totally performing biased. And I was, yes, I was performing and I was writing. And now, yes. let me just say this. Kamal's my boy. That's, that's you know, yes. Um, yes. indisputable. Yes. And I'm grateful for the opportunity, and that's great. But CNN is a non-union shop. Hmm. And in that regard, I mean, in that regard, they suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they pay non-union wages. So anyway, that's a whole nother. You can edit that part out of the show. But <laughs> right. We'll, we'll, we'll drop that out. Well, you yeah. got to look at it as a vehicle. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But but the reason why, now, Howard, you know what? You almost got me off track. And uh, one of the funniest things that, that Dwayne's ever said to us was that we need to change the show's title to the Ramble Brothers. And you, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, well, yeah. Because we, we so easily go, go off track. Uh, and we've, <laughs> we've, we've adopted that. Uh, I oh, love really? it. Okay. Ramble, Ramble Brothers. We haven't made it. It's, it's unofficially official. Put it that way. Okay. We, we, okay. We, love that, we love that description so much. But the reason why I brought that up is because now I almost forgot what it was I wanted to say. <laughs> oh, it, uh, I know I mentioned that you, what I was asking about traveling, I was wondering uh-huh. if uh, when you travel, it seems like that United Shades uh, show puts uh, puts you in situations where folks aren't going to always be receptive, right? I mean, they're not, I mean, you're, you're, you're sort of exploring uh beliefs and attitudes of people that aren't always what you think they might be. I mean, you get there and you think, oh, well, it's not what I thought it would be. Or these folks don't act like I thought they would act. Or sometimes they do act like I thought they would act and it's uncomfortable. It's not always comfortable, right? No, it's not always comfortable, which is right, sort of the point. Yeah, but giving people voices, giving voice to those who generally maybe don't always get a voice or get to be heard as often making them more visible and, and showing and just showing the viewing audience something else, some, some other types of, some other perspectives and some other lights and some other existences and, you know, all those other things that maybe they might not generally see or ever see, you know? And, and it's, and it's so, a serious approach too, right? I mean, I, as I, as yeah. I remember the program, it's, it's pretty, Serious, and, and I'm thinking. I'm just off the top of my head. And I hope I'm not wrong. I thought maybe there was a visit to a prison at, at one point, a prison camp, or something like there that. Was that? A, oh, yes, a visit to a prison. Yeah, we visited. Um, um, it was a prison in California. Now, this was this was actually before I was on the show. But yeah, I went to a prison, I believe, in California. Yeah, yeah. I mean that. Uh, you, you know, that, and, and to explore that whole prison system. And people yeah. dealing and trying, you know, coming out of that, trying to make a life or, or, or exploring mm-hmm. what, what took them there in the first place. Yeah. When you travel like that, you, you see some serious stuff, though. I mean, you, you since you've been there, have traveled absolutely. and seen some serious things. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And some, you know, but, but it, what the show, I think, it serves to do ultimately is to humanize people, you know. Right. And, yeah. to, and let people know that, you know. Maybe this is not an area of life or occupation or that you're familiar with, but to see the commonality in everybody, you know. And now, was was most, there one? I'm, I'm sorry. Was there one that stands out to you that you recall that um, you could tell us? Well, I mean, there, there's so many. I thought there was one interesting one. We, I mean, there's a lot of them interesting, but there's a, we interviewed a group in Washington. And these cats, they're white, but they, they're like a militia group. But what they do is they, their thrust is dismantling white supremacy. So what they do is uh, they're the John Brown Society. And they, and they, they go out and what they do is they, when, when they're like Black Lives Matter protests or, you know, demonstrations or anything like that, they go out there to protect those people. To protect the Black Lives Matter uh, demonstrators, they said they feel like they have to personally be invested in this, dismantling white supremacy, and not just by just not through rhetoric, but also we're going to put our bodies on the line. 
So I thought mm-hmm. that was very interesting, man. Because those cats were are serious, you know. And, and I'd never even heard of them until we did the show. And oh, brave. Man. And brave. Yeah, brave. And yeah. brave, brave, absolutely. And, yeah. Because a number of them have been threatened by white supremacist groups and, you know, yeah. So... I thought that was interesting. I'm sure they have. Well, that's a different that's a different angle. Dwayne, uh, you drove to get a better sell for us, uh, so we're going to let you go. Uh, The comedy album is available at OakheadRecords.bandcamp.com, and it is called "Who the Hell Is Dwayne Kennedy?" And I hope everybody's found out a little bit about who the hell Dwayne Kennedy is during this uh, uh, three hours. (laughs) <laughs> well, well yeah. they know a, a lot of folks in his field know him well uh, a lot of comedians speak highly of you Dwayne because I've seen that you know here and there as they talk about uh, what Dwayne has meant to them and I hope that you will allow us to check in we can get back to checking in to check in with you from time to time I will man always a joy. okay Dwayne Hey, thank yeah. you very much. Uh, I love your stuff, love the conversation, and we appreciate it, okay? Yeah, yeah. And tell, tell, tell your nephew we said uh, we, we talked to him later. We'll catch him on his way to the store again. <laughs> okay. All right, Dwayne. All right. Take care. Okay. All right, you too. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, hey, Steve. You know what? Yeah, uh, while we yeah, were, yeah, yeah. While we were talking, uh, another brother just walked up me, and I don't know him, but uh, he just gave him a dollar, so I gave him a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I love the spontaneity. All right. I love it. All right. Yeah. Take care, man. Okay. All right, Ken. Good talking to you. Okay, good talking to Same you. Here. Steve, he's a fun guy. Okay. He is, man. It's always great to talk to Dwayne. Yeah, he's got a great perspective. He makes you, he makes you think. I mean, he's funny. He makes you think about things. He got an interesting perspective, and um, it's it's great. It's a joy, and and he's really he's like he helped us make history, or he was a part of our history. The last uh, pre-pandemic guest, and uh, will he will always be in my mind as you know where were you when the pandemic got serious? Oh, I, I agree. To, yeah, we were in we the were talking to Dwayne. And the next day, all hell broke loose. Uh, literally, the next day. Yeah, we were in New the York City. studio downtown in Chicago, and yeah. uh, he was a guest on our podcast. And I've got the pictures of you and me and Dwayne with our arms around each other, and it was last human contact I think we had pre-pandemic, right? Yeah, I don't do any more arms around each other stuff. Uh, no. Except here except here with my wife occasionally. Yeah. Well I've got a mask <laughs> on doing this doing this podcast and we're not in the same house. So that's the way that goes. All right, Steve. Uh-huh. Uh, that's back to you, episode forty one with Dwayne Kennedy. So wow. that's all she wrote, isn't it? Man, that's an, that's amazing. We're still doing it. Still it crazy after all these years. Still crazy. Paul Simon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Talk to you it's, next uh, time. Uh, we're going to do more of these? And this isn't well, it? That's up for debate. <sighs> but uh, we're wrapping this one up. Peace. And, and as usual, we don't know how to end it. Well, I'll say peace and love because Uh-oh. as we record this, it is Ringo Starr's 80th birthday. And he is Mr. And peace ha- and love. Peace and love. I'm hanging up because i got to get the phone. All right. right go get you. it. But don't hang uh-huh. up. Bye. Bye. Listen, subscribe, and rate back to you on opishows.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. Back to You is a presentation of Opie Productions. From Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville, I'm Sam Greenberg, the Back to You engineer. Executive producer is Tony Lasano with opishows.com, which is hippo spelt backwards. That's O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Back to You is distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Until next time, stick around. This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of OPI Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?
Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, it's a quick look at the Morgan Aero Supersport. Is it ugly or sublime? Plus, special commentary on the automotive publishing industry. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me as I drive solo for a couple episodes for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, and Oak High production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. One of the great things about the English Premier League is that the teams that finish in the bottom of the standings are actually relegated to the minor leagues, to the lower leagues. On this week's Free Kicks with Adam and Rick, we discuss the teams that are headed that direction, which teams we think won't survive, and which teams will. Free Kicks on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. Is this over? Yes.